Across the Board Sports is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Daily prop bets for all kinds of sports where thousands of dollars are up for grabs every single day. Want free money? Use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Download the free app in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And don't forget, use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Across the Board Sports. Unique sports coverage. Hey, one play at a time, huh? Play for each other. Love y'all. Hey, enjoy it today. Control the emotion. It's going to be live. But we're going to make it even live. Here we go. Win on three. One, two, three. Win. Baby, need some shoes. Let's go, boys. Game now. Game. Three, two. We got one goal. Let's f***ing win. You shoot. I shoot with you. Here we go. Win on three. One, two, three. Win. gentlemen welcome to another edition of across the bills yes we have been very what's the word um non-consistent unlike the buffalo bills uh with their play we've been very non-consistent with the episodes we understand that but you know what it's 2020 2020 has been a weird freaking year give us some break give us some slack but anyways i'm Paggy. Of course, joined by Steffi. Uh, we're bringing you all the latest on the Buffalo Bills news, notes, opinions, and much more. Today is kind of going to be a little bit short show just to kind of get grease the wheels a little bit. But jumping off first is a topic that a lot of people around Buffalo have been talking about, and that is the possibility of the first division championship for the Buffalo Bills in 25 years. Now, me coming up to being 38 next month, it's not so much that I don't remember when the Bills last won the AFC East. I do. It's more along the lines for what does a division championship mean to the people out there that may have not been able to experience them Super Bowl years or the division championships, similar to my lovely co-host, who's a bit younger than I am. And the last time that she saw a division title, she was like four, maybe five years old. So she doesn't remember it all that well. Yeah, I mean... Uh, to put things into perspective, I just turned 30 this year in November, and I was four the last time this happened, so this is going to have so much more meaning, and also the fact that I know listeners are aware of this, but I live in New England, I live in Boston, and I'm so accustomed to just seeing the Patriots win the division, the AFC East, year after year, and it does get tiresome to see that and to talk to people around here about that, but um, yeah, I I probably will be very emotional, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I, cr- I cried 
when we broke the drought a few years back. And also, come to think of it, there's a whole generation of Bills fans that haven't experienced that. You know, when we had Zach DeVero on a few weeks back, he um, will get to experience that too. So yeah. I think it'll be a, a powerful moment for everybody. Oh, absolutely. There's, and what's funny is it's powerful moments for even fans that like have have lived through them Super Bowl years, lived through all them champion division championships, lived through this team being fantastic. Like and uh they were talking about on WGR, somebody who's like the fact that their grandparents are eighty years old and they're like going out of their way to try to make sure that their grandparents can watch this game because their grandparents, the last time that they were, the Bills were division champions, their grandparents were six, were 65, were like 60. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's like 20 years, and it's crazy to think about it, but it's great because of the fact that you're looking at a team that for the longest time was bad or really bad, or mediocre, or they they would give you, like, the glimmest of hopes. Um, I, I saw one of my friends shared a meme uh, the other day, and it was like, the New England fans, hey, we're 6-6, six and six. we still have a shot at the playoffs. And then it was like, Bills fans, <laughs> we know that feel. Like it, it, been there. Yeah, like been there, and it's. How many times have we been in the hunt? Oh I yeah. Need, <laughs> oh god. Never forget. Yeah, like, how, like all the years, like you see the playoff graphic, and then it's like teams in the hunt, and the Bills are usually like in the one or two spot behind the wild card, and it's like all they need to do is like win two or three games, and have these other teams lose two, or, and the other teams would lose, but the Bills would lose even worse, and it would just like why, why, why are we doing these things but I think is granted yes the Bills are coming up if they went with regardless of what happens um, with New England and Miami if the Bills win they win the division Saturday in Denver now the interesting thing of all of this is the fact that I have seen so many people claim that the Bills do not have signature wins this year. From random people on ESPN to Keyshawn Johnson to everyone. Like, all these people are like, oh, the Bills don't have signature wins. They need a signature win. And before, before Washington beat Pittsburgh and and upset and got the upset of the week like Keyshawn Johnson was like listen the Bills need this game the Bills need to beat Pittsburgh the Bills need to be that blemish on that perfect record that's their signature win I'm like looking at Keyshawn Johnson I'm like have you watched any of the games this year like the Bills are literally the only team 
that have legitimate with more than like four wins against teams that are in the playoff in the playoff picture or are are pretty much in a playoff spot this season. And then on top of it, um, you're seeing now all the all the media respect that the Bills are getting this season, which is weird for me. From Colin Cowherd to Jim Rome to uh, get up on ESPN and much more, it, it's now it's now a thing of people are looking towards the Bills as being the team that is going to give the Kansas City Chiefs the most it, the biggest issues because they're the only team equipped to to run and gun with the Chiefs offense. Um. Which brings me to my point now is Josh Allen and the Bills played the Chiefs five weeks ago, six weeks ago. Josh Allen was in a shoulder sling, I believe. He was dealing with the the shoulder injury. So he was in that like shoulder harness to kind of get through the injury and everything. He's no longer in that harness, and you're seeing the difference. The offense is going back to what they were that first four weeks of the season with some adjustments because other teams are looking for that, but they're not getting it completely because Brian Dable and even Josh Allen are making changes and audibling things at like the line of scrimmage because he, he's reading defenses. And it's funny to even think that out of the draft class of 2018, we're on the verge of Josh Allen being the best quarterback out of the five. Which is mind-blowing, mind-blowing none yeah, the fact. Yeah, and to think that Bill's fans wanted Josh Rosen back in the day, it just... We were all wrong. <laughs> yeah, Bills fans were like, "No, we need Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold. We don't want Maybe Allen." Yeah. yeah, like they were, and to to look at it and yes, not taking away any way anything away from Lamar Jackson's stunning Monday night Monday night football, go to the locker room, come out and win the game type nonsense. Like, for the most part, Josh Allen looks like he's the best quarterback of that draft class right now, regardless of Lamar Jackson's MVP trophy and the whatever Baker Mayfield has done. And it, it, it's now one of the things of people are going, Josh Allen, what, what everybody was saying about Josh Allen, Josh Allen's now showing. He, he, he was a raw t- raw talent with extremely good good abilities it just he needed the right coaching staff in the right situation to learn and grow and he's got it here in Buffalo with Mc, with, with McBean right and just from what I've observed on Twitter is a lot of these analysts have filled out that uh, apology form Oh. And <laughs> have you heard about this? Yeah, I, I, I've seen it. Yeah, around. yeah, yeah. But, and then, then there's some like the Nick Wrights of the world who are still clinging on to their their takes, and you know, 
that sort of thing. So, but honestly, Bill's Mafia should just let that stuff go and just focus on the game and don't let people be blowhards. Oh, yeah. Just look at the, the recent developments with the one... Uh with the with the meet with the guy from the media talking about the fan he's rooting against Josh Allen because Bill's fans are fans of the flag and guns and and whatnot. Yeah. It's it's like and then on top of that you see the reaction that you get when like the Bills players come to defend the, defend the fans because Jordan Poyer and Deion Dawkins was like dude um you're talking about a fan base that just that just raised $700,000 for our quarterback's grandmother Like it, 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 it's 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 hilarious in the sense of you have these people that are clinging on to this like slimmest of slim strings that Josh Allen is going to fall flat on his face and he's mm-hmm. not and I I swear to God I'm. I'm calling it now is I know there there's a segment here in Buffalo for on WGR that where Howard Simon picks the bills whatever, mm-hmm. and whatnot and he's got the and the other day when I heard it I think he got the bills to the AFC championship against the Chiefs but they lost to the Chiefs um he picked against the bills I can just imagine the mind-blowing explosion that the national media would have if Josh Allen and the Bills go into Kansas City and it's a shootout and the Bills win like 48-46 or something like that and then go to the Super Bowl and face whoever it may be, whether it's the Packers or... Hell, let's let it be the Packers because, for all intents and purposes, the quarterback ratings for the season has been Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen. Uh-huh. Let it be the Packers. Let the Bills go to the Super Bowl and upset the Packers. The national media, it, and yes, they'll be. The, How would they react? The funny. How would they react? The funny thing would be yes, it took a pandemic for the Bills to win a Super Bowl, but. Yeah. It, I think if the Bills won a Super Bowl in 2020, it would exercise the demons of of before, mm-hmm. and, and it's the revenge and it's a revenge tour, and also it starts my prediction of you know what 30 years ago the Bills started a semi dynasty going to four straight and lost four straight. I was like you know what that's one. There's three more. Yeah, let's just go to four straight and, and go to four, go to four straight, win all four straight, and go. Hey, hey, New England, hi. Yeah, you, you tried to tie, you tried to tie our record going to four straight, and could and couldn't win four straight. Ha! We just did it now. Like that. That like the national media would lose their shit. 
if like four, if by some chance four years straight, it's the Bills and Chiefs, and the Bills always have the Chiefs number. And I, I go, I go back to that game where I think now, because if you look at, if you go back to that Bills Chiefs game, Tremaine Edmonds was battling an injury. You, mm-hmm. you didn't. He you di- he had a shoulder injury. You didn't have Matt Milano. Josh Allen was battling a shoulder injury. You also didn't have John Brown. Um. Also, the offensive line was like was shifting and everything. I think now, if the Bills go to Kansas City, it's going to be a much different game than it was in the regular season because one Josh Allen doesn't have that shoulder harness Tremaine Edmonds is is back to 100% healthy and and same so same as Matt Milano and on top of that you're getting fantastic play out of Levi Wallace of all people mm-hmm. and then on top of it you're the Bills' defense, I don't know what they've done, but they're getting to the quarterback faster. And they're not letting and they're not letting quarterbacks break containment. And you saw that you saw that against Seattle. There was it was it was very few times that they allowed Russell Wilson out of containment. They they kept him in the pocket. With what with whatever they did, and I, truth be told, I, I'm hoping that whatever playoff matchups there are, the Bills do end up in the title game against the Chiefs because I think it's going to be a different game, and the Chiefs are going to have to play play it differently because the Bills are going to play it differently. The Bills aren't going to get get gashed on the ground for a hundred, almost two hundred yards again. But it, it, it's the thing of over the last few weeks, you've seen a stellar defensive performance, and it's now to where all aspects of the all aspects of the team are are performing on the offense, the defense, and special teams. And it's the thing of. All right, we have you have three games left. You have Denver, New England, Miami. You wrap up the division against Denver, and a lot of people are asking, like, if you wrap up the division, do you start resting players? Honestly, I don't. Honestly, I don't see it being in McDermott's mo to rest guys. Yeah, especially, I don't that. especially with the fact that. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is starting to fall. Their offense is not there. Pittsburgh could easily lose another game, which then they, give yeah they look give, like frauds. Yeah, which then gives you gives you the tiebreaker so versus them, drop and drops them to and you can you can easily uh, as much as I would love to see the Bills get the number one seed, it's not going to happen. I, I don't. I don't expect the Chiefs' last few opponents to. I, I believe it's the Saints, the Saints, and like two, 
two other teams. I don't, I, I don't see the Chiefs giving up losing the number one spot. But if the Bills can be the two, that pretty much ensures that no matter what, you have two home games. You have two home games no matter what. And as crappy as it is with the Bill with the Bills fans not being able to be at the stadium, two <laughs> two Buffalo playoff two home playoff games for the Bills would be fantastic. It, it, it's one of the things of that's that's where that's what they've talked about. There, a lot of the talk's been, what has the division title? What will a division title mean for Bills fans? Bills fans, and how do you see the see the Bills approaching the playoffs with the potential of getting the number two seed still? Because at worst, they end up the they end up the four seed. Um, and that's due to the fact if they end up with the same record as Tennessee, because Tennessee will have the tiebreaker. Right now, they I believe they have a game on Tennessee. And you could thank Baker Mayfield and the Browns for that one. Because they went in... They went in and put 42 points up. Oh, sorry. They went in and put 42 points up on the Titans, so that helped. I think it'll break the internet. Break Twitter, for that matter. I, if we were to win the AFC East, knock on wood. Oh, look. Like, it, it, it's... Baby steps. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to jump ahead. It, this is the joys of podcasts. We're allowed to jump ahead if we want and talk about, and talk about forbidden things. Um... It's one of them things of, I just love what the team has done. And on top of it, you have everybody buying into the process. Like, you have everyone. And it's weird because they talked about um, three years ago in 2017. Uh, when the McDermott was hired and then Brandon Bean came in and you saw them trade Sammy Watkins and then trade Ronald Darby and just straight and cut Marcel Darius and like the national media thought that the Bills were tanking like the they're like well the Bills are tanking they're getting rid of all this top round first round talent they're tanking out for who for the quarterback or whatever may be the case and next thing you know the Bills are 9 and 7 and got a wild card spot got a wild card berth because someone decided to, get, to end the, the Bills football fans misery and give us a break thank you Andy Dalton okay Tyler Boyd yeah like it, it was one of the things and then and what was funny is people were like, okay, they're going to move away from Tyrod Taylor. They're going to go with Josh Allen. And then for for whatever for whatever reason, and I've thought long and hard about this. 
I think Sean McDermott knew what he was doing the following year and not making Josh Allen the starter. When you had that, like, triple, that three-quarterback, like, run, uh, Josh Allen, A.J. McCarron, and Nathan Peterman, I truthfully think McDermott knew what he was doing because he knew that 2018 season, that that 2018 season was going to be a wash because they were in salary cap hell because of all because of all the moves they made the previous year with Watkins and Darius and Darby and and everything I honestly believe McDermott was like no as much as we want Josh Allen to start or or the Bills fans are asking him, wanting him to start we're going to go this way and it wasn't until, obviously, you 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 realized that Nathan Peterman was not going to be a quarterback. Like he was not a starting NFL quarterback. And you went through, you saw that raw talent that Josh Allen had in that six and ten season, and you're like, okay, we have something here. Like there was them growing. I I truthfully believe McDermott was. Had Nathan Peterman or A.J. McCarron been serviceable in that 2018 season, Josh Allen would have never seen the field. But they cut McCarron. Nathan Peterman proved that he was not an NFL starting quarterback. And they made a choice. They're like, you know what? We'll live and die with Josh Allen's raw talent. It's going to be growing pains. And there were. You finish 6-10. and Every, no one, the expectations for that season were not high. Sean McDermott and even Brandon Means said they were not high because of the salary cap hell they were in. And then you saw the flip of that going into the 2019 when all that, they, they were out of that salary cap basement and they signed 18 players. And now you're seeing even the more even the 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 extended version of the process with weight with the time and effort and everything of both McDermott and Bean, who, by the way, are are the Bills' leadership for five more years. Like they have them locked up until 2025, I believe. Yes, I was so relieved to see that news pop up on my Twitter. <laughs> I I think like I think Not gonna lie. I think when the news broke that shot that they had uh, signed Brandon Bean to an ex- to an extension and both him and McDermott were locked up through the twenty twenty four season. Bills fans were like, "All right, we're good. There's no reason to panic." And then, and then, of course, every Bills fans go. Every Bills fan in Buffalo is going. It's like no one's ha- gonna pull a drug house. Yeah, they're they're also like, hey, hey, like I've heard people talk about, like I've heard people like wanting to ask McDermott and Bean how good are they at hockey <laughs> because of the Sabers. And what's oh, and what's funny is. With uh, the Sabers doing like the behind the scenes type things on YouTube, and they showed the day like free agents dropping the Saber, and Kevin Adams went and picked up, signed, uh, made the trade for uh, Eric Stahl, and then signed Taylor Hall. They're kind of like, 
maybe Kevin Adams and uh maybe Kevin Adams can be the Brandon Bean for the Sabres. He seems like he knows what he wants and what he's doing. It's a man with a plan. Yeah, yeah, essentially, essentially. And what's funny is with the Bills essentially looking to win a division title Saturday, it's going to be interesting because it means like, hmm, all right, the expectation of the Bills is not is to win a division championship every year, make the playoffs now. Uh, what about our scouting? Because we're going to be picking late in draft drafts, there, guys. Imagine, I could just imagine if they they draft late and end up finding another like stud talent like a Tredavious White. Like if they're dra- awesome. like if they're drafting like 24, 25, 26, 27, like the high 20s like and find another like all pro talent like they did with Tra- with Tredavious White at the when they he when they drafted him 27th. And it, it's the thing of Saturday is going to be Saturday is going to be fun because Yes, they're going to be in Denver, but it's also the thing of if they win the division, do Bill, your opinion, do Bills fans, do Bills fans show up socially distanced and masked at the airport? Like I like honestly I feel I feel I, I feel like may, while the Bills fans may not be at the airport, they might be in the aerial, like lined up like go like heading into the airport or whatever as like as the Bills maintain six feet within each other. Yeah. Tower, yeah. Like they the, they would be they would be socially distanced and have their mask on, on. Ju- and then like just cheering the the bills as they're driving out of the airport. Exactly, out in the open, spread out. Yeah. Like I I, I, I could see that, that happening. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Oh man, but it, it it's one of the things of it it's. The Bills are a Hail Mary away from having won seven straight games. I've, like, repressed that memory already. I've yeah. moved on. I, I think a lot of Bills fans... But, like, it's funny because, like, they... Because, uh... They, they were playing the clips... They were playing a clip from... I think it was this morning before... Yeah, it, it was this morning or the other morning. They were playing, like, a clip from Colin Coward show. And, uh. and he was talking about how... He's going through, like, all the stats and everything. How the Bills are most equipped to run with the Chiefs or whatever. And he's like, the Bills are a Hail Mary away from winning their last seven. And I'm like, well, that sucked, but it's also, but it's also, it was also DeAndre Hopkins. And what's funny is I've gone back, I've gone back twice and I've rewatched that Hail Mary throw. Mm-hmm. 
if Tredavious White and Micah Hyde were in the right position, had Poyer turned, and I watched it, and I slowed it down, had Poyer turned like a half an inch to an inch, like the opposite way facing where the ball was coming from, Poyer would have knocked it, Poyer would have knocked it down. But the way that it was played, Poirier was actually trying to knock the ball out of Hopkins's hands first. Like, I watched it, and I'm like, I'm not mad at it. Like, because I'm like, yo, it was a good play. I'm not, I'm not going to deny it. it was a good play. Like, a, like an all-pro player made a better play against three all-pro, against three all-pro players. Especially with the height difference. But it was just like watching it in slow-mo and going, if this player is that way, just like an inch, half an inch, that ball gets knocked out. And that doesn't happen. And and we're sitting and we're sitting here and we're sitting here talking about how the Bills were the number two seed and is there is there a possibility of them catching the 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 Chiefs? And what what's funny is uh I with you living in New England and and the Boston area and everything and being Patriots fans. How I know right now, technically the Patriots aren't mathematically eliminated from the playoffs just yet. But if the Patriots beat the Dolphins on Sunday, they still have a shot for the wild card. How emotionally defeating would it be if the Bills go into New England on a Monday night and beat the Patriots and end their playoff dreams and end up and end their playoff chances? What what the what would the reaction be up there? That would be the biggest reality check that it's over. That this is they got their dynasty is over. There's got to be a fresh slate for their team situation. Mm-hmm. Because. A lot of these fans are conditioned to think it's almost like a sense of entitlement. Okay. When you talk to some of these fans, some fans are more rational than others. Yeah. But it's just like there's like this arrogance or expectation that they're just gonna win every year and have and and make the playoffs or or even just go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Oh wow. But now this is just like a very harsh reality check that they're not going to be prepared for and they're going to be I don't are they in salary cap hell? Um, um I don't believe they are but okay. an interesting stat um and and you can thank the stat of the day from WGR that I'm stealing it from is back when there was the talks about the Stefan Diggs Stefan Diggs being traded. Um, there were talks about New England potentially going after Diggs. But um, I think Jeremy White was talking about it. How there is a 
I can't remember where it was from, but how there's like a ceiling or a cap on how much a position gets paid in the New England system. Um, no receiver, no receiver has made more than nine million dollars since Randy, since Randy Moss and the extension that Julian Edelman signed. Um, no tight end has made more than nine million dollars since the since Rob Gronkowski. Um, no running back has made more than five million dollars since they signed Corey Dillon years ago. Like, it seems like the Patriots have like a cap on of uh, on like on their skill positions, and they're not willing to go over that number. And they even said it's it's very hard not to have a number a true blue number one wide receiver not be worth more than nine million dollars in this in this league, unless unless you draft unless you draft a rookie. At like a CD Lamb or a Justin Jefferson, and that. But it, it, it's it's ironic and weird that if the New England Patriots are truly ro- working off of that system, what what does it speak for them? <laughs> They've worked off that system for the last 10, 10 years, and it's worked. And it's worked, and it finally took it finally took the fact that Brady was the age that he was, and was going to make, and essentially had like a forty million dollar would have been a like a forty million like a forty five million dollar extension if they would have kept him, and then on top of it, um, there's talks about what they're going to do with the quarterback position because. Granted, yes, um, from what I've seen, Cam Newton and Brian, uh, Bill, Bill Belichick, Brian, what the, what's wrong with me? Um, they have a mutual respect for each other, but Cam Newton is not Cam, Cam Newton is not what Cam Newton once was. Yeah. And it's now the thing of... New England might, as you said, it's going to be a reality check, and New England might have to accept the fact that they might have to be in a little bit of a rebuilding period for the next couple seasons while trying to while trying to fill talent on their roster. And this, it, it, it's the interesting fact of. Everybody, like, I even said it at the beginning of the year, like, don't expect New England to go more than, say, 8-8. Eight and eight. And they're 6-6 six and six right now. It's just amazing how the tables have turned. Oh, absolutely. So quickly. And, and... Incredible. Hey, like... I love it. And it's so crazy because you look I at... I had to put up... With being a Bills fan in New England. Yeah. Well, like, deal, wearing that scarlet letter. I, I shouldn't call it. I'm not ashamed or anything. But having to deal with all of the jokes and bad teams and seeing the Patriots storm at 
yeah. hitting Tom Brady profusely. Yeah. It's just kind of nice now that I'm enjoying myself. Oh, I don't, I don't fully, I don't blame it you at all. It sucks that I, it sucks that I can't go to the Bills backers bar. Because yeah. that would be fun. Oh, absolutely. But, and what's, what's uh, weird, so what's weird about the AFC East is for the for the last 20 years like New England's been New England has been the the torchbearer so to speak like you've had seasons where like the Jets have challenged the Dolphins have challenged but we're in a but it seems like we're in an era now where the Bills are going to be the t- the Bills are kind of going to be the team to beat the Dolphins are going to be the team under them. And then it's going to be New England and the Jets trying to stay out of the basement. And what's weird is there is still a possibility that the Jets end up 0-16 and will and will draft Trevor Lawrence. I have, I have, like, part of me is like, part of me that, part of me that statement fear, I fear, because I see how good Trevor Lawrence is in, in at Clemson, but then the other part of me doesn't fear it because Adam Gase is still the head coach. I don't understand that. I I, I I still I mean I'm rooting for it for him to stay there. Oh. I don't hate it. Yeah. I just don't it's perplexing. You know what? I uh I had a friend I had a talk with a friend of mine who's a Cleveland who's a Browns fan. Mm-hmm. What if the Jets decide to do what the Browns did with Hugh Jackson and keep him around for three years no matter what? And gate and gase and gase goes like three like three and forty nine or whatever it was that Hugh Jackson was. Oh my god. It's just a meme. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it it's one of these things that um also with the as we're wrapping up here. Um, to you, to you, how important has Stefan Diggs been to everything this season? Because I know everybody, I know everybody's giving the love to Josh so Allen I and saw, everything. Yeah, I saw a stat. Okay, um, Diggs now has 100 catches to match the Bills' single-season record set by Eric Moulds in 2002. Yeah. That says it all. <laughs> that says it all. Like, um, I, I, I saw... Eric I, Moulds. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw a thing, I saw a thing of, um, Stefan Diggs' like... 
targets went down from 2018 to 2019 in Minnesota. I think he went down, went from like 125 to like 92. Stefan Diggs has been targeted 134 times this season, and he has 100 catches. That, like, the Josh Allen has thrown the ball in Stefan Diggs' way 134 times, and Diggs and Stefan Diggs has caught 100 of those passes. He's ranking third in the NFL with 1,167 receiving yards and counting, considering we have more games to play. Well, yeah. Like, like my my thing is as great as the steps has been for Josh Allen. I don't think you see that if the Bills don't have that true blue number one wide receiver. Uh huh. Like I, I the I'm not gonna because that that trade with Minnesota worked out for both teams. Both teams got exactly what they wanted. Stefan Diggs went to a team that was going to utilize him in every way possible and the and the the Vikings got a true blue stud wide receiver for a lot more less than they wanted to pay Stefan Diggs. Especially when you when you just, when you're coming off of two years previous giving Kirk Cousins a $33 million extension and Focusing on your run game because you have Delvin Cook. Like, if if there was a team MVP for the Bills this year, my vote would be Stephon Diggs. Like, it would be Stephon Diggs, then Josh Allen, and then Cole Beasley. Because Cole Beasley, because Cole, Cole Beasley has Cole Beasley has been amazing this year. He he is he has stepped up he's stepped up so much uh, and then on top of it the the play of freaking Gabriel Davis like like we knew like I I knew Gabriel Davis was gonna be good I didn't expect him to be this good and have this good of a rookie season it was it was especially especially with John Brown having all the injury problems that he's had yeah because he's not playing on on Saturday no um I don't believe they're I don't believe he's suiting up I know they took him off the IR and he's been practicing this week I don't believe he's playing Saturday and I think that I think that might have to do with his uh, the sickle cell um, thing that he has too. I'm not not positive, but I believe that that was a concern for for teams for the team. But um, yeah, that's that's the that's that's the show we've. Uh, We've we've kind of just boy, kind of went on a free free conversation about the Bills and Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and the AFC East and 
Saturday. All good things. Yes, all good things. Saturday is going to be a fun, fun day. The Bills have a chance to win the division t- title for the first time in 25 years. Uh, we will be back next week, of course, uh, recapping everything. Maybe even some more playoff following the playoffs because you'll have all the results from Sunday as well and see where things shake out. But for Steffi, I've been Padgy. This has been Across the Bills, and we will see you on the flip side.